Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Mic check one, mic check one. Okay, update. Uh, I had actually ordered a new mic, but uh, for for boom and shotgun purposes, so uh, I ended up getting the <clears throat> the Sennheiser MKE MKE MK I forget MKE six hundred not the not the like MKH four sixteen uh, I don't need that level of microphone um, for my work so I went up went ahead and just got the MKE six hundred and I'll be using the NTG two as sort of like my go to podcasting microphone and backup backup my microphone uh, until I'm figure to just get a, a, a podcast microphone. Who knows what will happen? Um, anyways, today we are talking about, um, did I buy the right camera? Did I buy the wrong camera? Maybe did you buy the right or wrong camera, right? And so, and so what I mean by that, uh, let's paint out a scenario. So let's say that you've been working with a, you know, Sony FS5 for like uh, seven years or however long the camera's been out, right? You got it when the camera just came out and it's brought you a lot of value, right? Camera's paid off like many times over itself and you've made value from the camera while you've gotten on many jobs and you've been able to build your network, build your portfolio, maybe shot some cool spec stuff with it and then, and now you're you're doing pretty good, right? And you decide to buy a new camera, right? And we'll just call it camera X, right? The X camera. And you buy camera X and you know, it's only been say like a month and you start wondering to yourself, hmm, did I buy the wrong camera? You know, like I seem to be getting the same amount of jobs, um, the same type of jobs, but now I have this this new camera that, you know, hopefully you paid cash for, you don't owe anything on it. And so it's not really hurting you in a way. And, you know, perhaps in a way you are looking at it as a long-term investment in the future when more opportunities come up where this camera X will be of great value to you, right? But in the in the moment, right, in the micro, it's not bringing you, you know, more or less like a ton of value. It just, it's just adding to your arsenal, right? And um, I feel like for a lot of people, perhaps you might be thinking that you bought the wrong camera, right? Because it, there isn't like an immediate ROI on it. Uh, well, I think, you know, you did buy the right camera. The thing is a lot of times when we compare ourselves to the people who, are maybe using that same camera and they're on the cool jobs and they're on the large budget productions. Um, then we start to think, you know, shit, did I buy the wrong camera? Like what happened here? Why aren't I getting these cool jobs, right? And the fact of the matter is those production companies and those, you know, cinematographers and DPs, um, they have they have already put in the previous work to get to that point regardless of what our camera they're using, right? Because the project is what dictates the camera and 90 plus percent of the time, agencies and clients are used to using a certain camera because they like the look of it. And, you know, they've, they've um, molded that look for their brand over like years and years and years, right? So they always request to shoot on a red. And if it's a red, now it's, you know, I don't see too many red epic shoots, but a lot of them now are like, you know, Gemini uh, or, or the off chance it's a Komodo uh, or it's Monster or whatever it is, right? Um, and then on the on the Airy side, it's it's Alexa Mini, it's Mini LF, it's Airy Amira, right? And and so um, that's that's all that's all well and good when you're at that point when it makes sense to to get that sort of camera, right? 
But you know, if you're in like FS7 land or Semini land, C300, uh, anything in between FX9, right? Um, it's, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Um, when it comes to thinking you bought the wrong camera because you know these production companies are using like mini LFs all the time or uh, red Geminis all the time. And, and so like for me, right, I bought my FX9 in May, like end of May, I bought it all cash, right? So I don't own anything on it. But through the jobs that I've had, and it's only been two months now, right? June, July. Yeah, as I'm recording this, it's only been like two, two, two months and a week since I've owned the camera. And I already made back, you know, if you want to think of it that way off of rentals, I already made back close to like $4,000 on the camera, right? And and for me, I think I bought the right camera, especially since I've been getting jobs that previously had asked for FS7. Now I can bring on the FX sign if the if one of two things occurs, number one, they're willing to pay the extra uh, rental fee for the FX9 package compared to an FS7 package, uh, or number two, I'm okay here and there depending on the project. If it's a really cool project, um, then I will go like you know, um, 50% or 40% or 30% off of the rental package to bring that camera on, right? Because again, it's not costing me any money since I already paid off the camera. Uh, if anything, I'm making any I'm making additional off of the rental, right? Um, so, so look at where, where you are right now. Did you buy a camera recently, right? Did you buy like a, a Panasonic S1H? Did you buy a Canon C70? Did you buy an Ursa G2? Did you buy, fuck, maybe, maybe you just went and bought like a GH5 or something, right? Because the camera you had before was like a GH2. I don't know. Right. And, and notice if you're asking yourself, shit, did I buy the wrong camera? Right. 90, you know, 90% chance you you didn't buy the wrong camera you bought the right camera cameras depreciate over time um just like a car right as soon as you buy a car off the lot it already depreciated like you know like 50 60 percent already off um off like the the window price and same thing with cameras right like my fx9 yeah i bought it for whatever i bought a retail for eleven thousand, and plus all the other shit on it it's like you know sixteen thousand dollars but in a year that same package is probably only, only going to be worth like maybe $10,000 total for the whole package. Um, so don't worry about if if you feel the camera you have right now isn't adequate because you're just comparing it to like the highest end level camera or you're, you're comparing it to like a mini LF or you're comparing it to um, like a red Monstro, right? Or, or red Helium. And again, it's apples to oranges comparison. So um, be cool with the with the purchase that you made and then just make the most value, make the best ROI on that purchase. Again, if, if it's a Canon C70, if it's a Red Komodo, uh, if it's an FX6, if it's an FX3, A7S3, right? Like make the most out of that camera and then use it to the point where, you know, you can still keep it if you want to or you can sell it to get the camera that makes the most sense for you to get at that point, right? Because maybe you're, you've been shooting on A7S3 and jobs have been pretty good, but you're still kind of getting the same jobs that you've had for the past four or five years, nothing really different, that um, that dictates you to go buy a new camera or to upgrade to say like an FX9. And when you start getting more of those jobs where you're using you know FX, FX9, FS7, C300, right, in that land, or maybe it's completely different, maybe you're getting 
um, more jobs that are like, okay, you know, can you use an Ursa because we have a black magic cameras? Oh, cool, you know, like so you rent an Ursa or whatever it is, or you or you borrow your buddy's Ursa just to say, you know, you can you know how to use an Ursa. You start shooting on Ursa, and then that director or production company hires you again. You know, two weeks later, hey, we got another shoot. Uh, we're gonna be shooting on the Ursa. You're cool with that? Yeah, cool. Shooting the Ursa, and then next thing you know, like 15 jobs in, you've your day rate has already basically paid for like you know, a full Ursa G2. And so, hmm, maybe it makes sense to buy an Ursa G2, right? So like, that's how I think of it is when it comes to um, at least cameras, right? We'll keep it on cameras specifically for this episode. Um, don't look at buying a new camera unless you've you've frequently been renting that camera um, enough where you've already paid for it in your day rate, right? So like say, you know, uh, FX9, right? $11,000. And let's say your day rate is a thousand dollars, right? If you've worked like 15 jobs, your last 15 jobs have been on the FX9, you basically could have already bought an FX9, right? And then since you, and then, you know, I guess future, future tense, since you've already bought it, then you can start making your rentals off of that. And then that camera is making you money, um, just bringing it onto set, right? Or maybe you're renting it out um, or both, right? And so it depends. So yeah, anyways, I wanted this to be more like, you know, not so much, I guess like half business, right? Because you are you are trying to understand what's uh, what's beneficial for your business, but also mindset, right? Because as a is a freelance owner operator, a uh, small production company, right? If you own if you own your own business, right? You're 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 basically doing your own taxes kind of thing. Um, it's really important to understand when it's time to upgrade, when it's time to invest, when it's time to buy new, buy used, buy old. Um, and then, you know, when when is it best to have the mindset that says, hey, you know, I bought this camera right now. I don't see an immediate ROI, but I'm seeing jobs come in that are asking for this camera. Right. So so there's a good uh, there's a good probability that the camera will pay off in the long run. Right. And right in the macro. And for a lot of us, like we own cameras for fucking years, right? Like I know guys, they're still using an Alexa Mini, right? They never sold their Mini, they didn't upgrade to the Mini LF. They're still using their Minis, and there are still jobs uh, requesting the Mini. Um, or same thing with like the the Ursa, Blackmagic Ursa, right? There still are a lot of productions, whether they are you know low tier or mid tier, that are requesting um, Ursa, Ursa, Ursa G2, or Blackmagic 6K or Pocket 6K. I'm sorry, um, right? So just just be be confident with your with your decision. Be okay with it, and you know life is gonna be good, man. You just gotta keep keep the mindset of of uh, someone. You know, someone told me this a long time ago, and it, and it still holds true to me today. And that person said, successful people don't always make the right decisions, but they make their decisions right with themselves. So I think what that means is that you know successful people aren't always making quote unquote, the right decision, right? But whatever decision they make for themselves or for the business, they they take accountability, they take responsibility for it, and they make it right with themselves, um, if that makes any sense, right? So they find a way to make it right um, through trial and error, through, through experimentation, um, and through just taking a risk, right? Because at the end of the day, as a freelance owner operator, you know, a cinematographer, a DP, we're all making we're all taking risks every time we go out on set, right? We're taking risks if someone doesn't pay us. We're taking risks if someone only gives us a deposit but doesn't give us the rest by the time we go on set or after you know a net 30 or net 60. Um, we're taking risks with our gear if, if we're bringing it on set and 
someone drops it, right? Hopefully you have insurance and maybe that's another another topic for the future. Um, but we're, we're risk takers in, in nature, I think. Otherwise, we wouldn't really be in this, in this industry as a, as a freelancer if we weren't uh, willing and able to take risks. Okay, that is it for me. Um, what else is new? Work is good. Lots of shoots. Last week was kind of like back-to-back stuff. A lot, of, a lot of doc stuff, which is great, right? That's kind of my forte, I guess. And then have a short film coming out in end of August. Um, yeah, run shoots next week. Uh, food, commercial type stuff, which is always fun because you get to eat the stuff afterwards. Uh, hopefully, it's like good stuff to eat. That's it. Uh, if anyone knows anyone selling a Vaxis Storm 800 unit, please let me know. Uh, Vaxis has discontinued it. I'm trying to find one because the next the next one is the one is the Storm 1000 S, and I don't know. I, I feel like Teradek, Hollyland, and Vaxis all like sat in a room and said, "Hey, let's just get rid of all the old shit." make all this new shit and charge people twice the price, right? Because who else are you going to get a wireless system from? I don't fucking know, right? And that's the thing is like the, the Storm 800 was like 1700 1800 the, the Storm 800. And the 1000S is like uh, 2800 It's $1,000 more for like 200 feet. And I'm pretty sure it does basically the same thing as 800, right? So if anyone knows anyone selling a Vaxxas Storm 800, let me know. Slim chance at that, but let me know. Um, that is it. Um, YouTube, uh, the next video I think I'm going to make is a review on the Forza 500. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. With with the YouTube channel, It's I feel like this is the last year I'm going to make YouTube content. So I'm, I'm going to try to make videos that can last a long time on YouTube and also for you know new and old subscribers that they can bring value, that they can receive value from it. Uh, so yeah, this is gonna be my last year making YouTube content just because it really, there really is no point in me making YouTube content, if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm not a YouTuber. I never had the aspiration to be a YouTuber. Um, you know, my, my my goal, my dream is to be a full-time cinematographer, right? And and as we can see, it is, it is slowly, but getting to that point. So, uh, if there's anything you want to see on YouTube, let me know and I will I will do my best to incorporate that into the next videos. Other than that, friends, I will see you guys. I always see that. I will see you guys. Uh, I will just catch you guys in the next podcast episode. Ciao.